And once again, a huge shout out to all of our financial supporters over at patreon.com forward slash 878survivorfm. All of our production managers, Shane Murphy, Tank Dazza, Hawks Hammer. Our producers, Red Freedom, thank you all so, so much for your generous support over all of this time. Next, a huge thanks to all of our YouTube members, all of our emote bandits, our 87.8 survivors, King Alobar, Raymond Normoyle, Marson P2, Melbourne's Adventures, Pettyweddy, The Greedy Peasant, Sauerkraut, and The Receding Man. And our two podcast bosses, Kenny Baker and Foxy Pope. All of you are legends who help the shows go on each and every week. Thank you all for your support, even just by watching or listening, and we hope you enjoy this week's show. Four, three, two, one. And welcome to the Spotlight on Community Service. I have been looking forward to this one. Sadly, it looks like um, our boy uh, Lemons has um, not made it. King of Lobar, thank you so much for the resub there, buddy. 13 months. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, it's the gentlemen who are here running a community server. Would you do it all over again? I'll let any of you jump in. Well, let's actually introduce you all first. In the um, top left up here, we have the one and only Ammo from Daisy Underground. Ammo, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. Thank you. And also from Daisy Underground, we have Diesel. How you doing, mate? I'm doing great. I'm I'm really glad to have you guys on because I saw um, um and there was even a bit of a chatter in the 87.8 um, community Discord about. Uh, some changes you're making to how you run Daisy Underground, which pretty much was one of the inspirations for me wanting to do this community server because you guys are doing something that a lot of other community servers are just looking at going, motherfucker, those guys are in for the hardest time of their life. But we'll come back to that. Uh, I'm quite intrigued by it. Um, Designful, how you doing, buddy? What's up? Mate, you, you and your rearm servers are absolutely killing it at the moment, mate. Um, just, you know, you, you, you've invaded the Australian market as well and um, doing <laughs> really, really I well. I love my Aussies. <laughs> yeah, could you not, mate? We're the best fucking people on earth. <laughs> and the one and only Derleth, how you doing, mate? Derleth? I was muted. Sorry. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm very, very, very good. And Derleth, uh, for those who don't know, Derleth is um, Derleth is probably going to be one of the most important people on tonight. You know, we've got Daisy Underground, who run arguably um, the most popular and, well, it, it's definitely, it is the original community server. Um, if you look back through my catalogue, um, I did an interview with these guys. Year, oh, fuck, how long ago was that? Were either of you two in that one? I can't remember. I think you were, weren't you? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, I was in the first one, but yep. you messed up the recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. It's me we're talking about here. Um, but, yeah, it, it, you know, Daisy Underground was the very first community server uh, all those years ago when community servers were first a thing. But... 
Um, and yeah, rearmed has just exploded. And um, how long has rearm been going for now? Designed for? Uh two years. Yep. Or a little, a little above two years from the inception. Yep. Popularity didn't start for like a year. And Derleth, how long um, have you been uh, running your servers for, mate? I think I started my first, uh, like my first den started in 2019. I think. Because uh, I. Under your belt. Yeah, just uh, not much population those years, but uh, I'm staying with it. <laughs> and that is why I wanted you on, mate, because a lot of people, they look at the likes of a Daisy Underground, um, a Rearmed, a Day One, um, Happy Bombs um, servers, um, and they think, yeah, I could fucking do that, and, you know, I'm going to get all these people. But that's not the reality, is it, Derleth? No. Uh, no, it is not. The people don't come automatically, uh, but to be honest, I've never really marketed my service either uh, because I, I do it for my own benefit, uh, for a few friends and for fun, really, uh, because I love the game. Uh, I want to play it the way I want it, yep. so I make service that I like to play on. And that's that's a very oh, yeah. important part of it, is if, if your heart's not in the server diesel, um, you're not going to enjoy doing it because it's a lot of fucking work managing a server, isn't it? For me, yeah. I mean, it is. It's it, it, Every server is whoever's running its vision, right? Or at least yep. the team's vision. It, that's the whole idea behind these community-run servers. It's the fact, even back when, you know, there was no mods and we didn't even have the source files, it was, it was still... Yep. <laughs> It was your vision of of Daisy. I mean, you you just had rules and sort yeah. of you know because you, you couldn't control the CLE or anything. But I mean, you still made it your own. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, you guys had your organic um, role play, and um, which was it was such a challenge. Um, you know, pretty much that was um, and always has been Daisy Underground's vision is just you know. Uh, it's one of the things I loved about it. I, I've never been hardcore into role play. Um, yeah, I think one of my favourite things I used to do, and I this was when I used to run around at Daisy Underground all those years ago, um, was just run around um, uh, dressed as a fireman. Um, and when people would ask me my backstory, I'd say, yeah, I was a stripper. Um, and my gig was um, I was a fireman stripper, and I got caught in these clothes, and I haven't been able to find anything suitable to wear. Um, and that was about the limit of my role play, but... Daisy Underground <laughs> always did it well in that you didn't have to. Some people like to go right into the role play side of things, but you didn't have to. But the rule was just don't be a dick when other people are doing it. Even if it's not your thing, just go along with it. And that's that's what I used to do. Just go along with it um, and not ruin it because they're having their fun. Um, and I'd just, you know, play along with it. And, you know, probably one of the most memorable um videos for me of all time was the running man's uh, video um, on Hex, the way of the meat. Um, and the running man, um, he, he said, you know, quite famously a few times, he doesn't like role play service. Um, he just, he finds it weird and awkward and all the rest of it. And it's a great video because you go and watch it and that interaction, I'm certain you two have both seen it, haven't you? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I actually... I was actually rewatching it just like maybe less than a month ago. Yeah. If if anyone in chat can find the uh, link for that, it is a great video to watch because um, the running man was, was really uncomfortable because Hex, uh, does Hex still play on the servers? 
No, no, no. It's no the last time I played, the last time I played with Hex was, I think, the end of 2017, the beginning of 2018. Yep. Hex, Hex was um, an interesting character, wasn't he, guys? Yeah, he was the leader of um, Dam, um, Dark as Midnight. And they were the bad guys. Like I remember playing on that server, and every time I went to Gorka, I was absolutely shitting myself because that was their stomping ground. And if they got you, they would do mean and nasty and terrible things to you, usually involving rotten kiwis, disinfectant, and and quite often a bullet. Um, and he bumped into Paul, and the interaction did not start well. He rubbed Paul the wrong way, and by the end of it, Paul had arguably one of his best videos I've ever seen. Um, he went full cannibal, uh, and it was just one of the greatest Daisy videos of all time. Definitely in the top ten of all time, in my opinion. Well, that that's what the server's about, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's just like you said, just going with it. You mm -hmm. don't have to be super into it. You just want to have some type of interaction, and even bullets is an interaction. I mean, you know. <laughs> maybe yeah. not what everyone's looking for, but it is a type of interaction. Uh, and, and that's going to happen. And a lot of new people to Doug, that's what they kind of, they struggle with. They're like, so it's an RP server, but you're allowed to KOS. It's like, yep, you're allowed to pretty much do, you know, I wouldn't say anything you want because, you know, there are obviously yeah. limits, but, uh, you know, it's, it's that golden rule, right? Don't be a jerk. Yeah. That's yep. that's always been that's that's always been our thing. But that's the that's the best place to put a, a role playing rule set for a server, uh, in my opinion, is that do whatever you want, but stay in character while doing it, and uh, don't Be overdo it. If if role playing is not your thing, just just play along uh, with anybody else and don't don't ruin the moment. And it, it's yeah, really, but we, it's we really have a ton of players though. It's, we have a ton of people that just come in and do what they want. They just they talk about the server and stuff like that. It's just when they meet, you know, some of the regulars and they mention the word server or anything that's like OOC. Yep. You know, other people will kind of look at them. Yeah, yeah. Other people will look at them and go, "What?" You know, and kind of, you know, get it across that they don't understand or they're not going to, you know, engage in that type of conversation. But other people will just answer them sometimes, and yeah. it's you know, it happens. Yep. Actually, Doug was kind of the, the, the server that inspired me to start fibbling with servers on my own. Because <clears throat> obviously it's based in North America, so I, I had the ping issue. But I played a lot on Doug and got shot a lot and I got annoyed. But the server was so well designed that I kind of wanted to have something like that myself. But, fucking but closer bastard. on. You yeah. bastard. There's you in the EU complaining about ping issues to fucking North America <laughs> when you've got an Australian in chat. You want fucking ping issues, you come and live in fucking Australia, mate. Then you can talk about ping issues. What was your ping? Mid-100s? Uh, <laughs> yeah, something like 150 or so. Yeah, mate, well, one, that's how 150 I ping I to mean, me is like, fuck, yeah, that's a good server. I can play on that one. I play with 110 to 150 on Doug uh, because I'm well, I'm Dutch, so yeah. yeah. But then, then, then again, ping doesn't really matter. It, it matters when opening doors and uh, hitting zombies uh, because I don't engage in PvP. PvP for me usually means I get shot from somewhere. So you get, you get used know. to it. I mean, I I am the fist fighting champion of Doug, so. <laughs> 
What's it like for you, design you pool, of um, managing that aspect of the community? Because yeah, you're generally a more um, uh, base raiding and clan sort of factiony server, uh, but there are some people who like to go along with that story um, aspect of a server. Uh, what's it like for you with your community? Yeah, it's a lot more chaotic and toxic. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. part of what I wanted to talk about today because, yeah, it, it's – you look at a server that's well run um, and you go you – know, you look at the videos, you know, the likes of a JLK video where uh, it all looks, you know, beautiful and, um, you know, oh, geez, that, that looks so much fun. But the realities of running a big community server with a lot of big factions um, and some of those people, they don't know – um, that sometimes taking an L is actually a dub. Um, you know, sometimes your loss it can actually be a win. And, you know, that's probably one thing um, that's good for Daisy Underground. Dr. V, don't, no, just no, mate. No. What? He's it, just written in chat, Doug is dying off, thank God. Um, no. Uh, don't, don't bring that in here today, mate. No. Please, I love you. Um, I enjoy chatting with you, but no, it, that would be a fucking sad day if uh, Daisy Underground ever died off. Um, but we'll go get back. Yeah, that to basically it. summarizes uh, what it's like running community servers—just people that are like that. You kind of just grow a filter for it and just yeah, ban them, mute them, move on. Yeah, when when it comes to like factions uh, getting to dominate a server and it eventually like suffering from it, I think. Uh, the late uh, Daisy Core is a good example because it was yeah. a cracking good server uh, from the onset. Uh, I played a lot on it, but eventually the the factions just took everything over, and it wasn't fun to play on it any, any anymore because wherever you went was just factions. Uh, you couldn't move that's... anywhere as as a solo player. Uh, it was yeah. impossible. And that, that's a hard part for community servers. And I, I, um, I know um, Daisy Underground would have this issue. Definitely, you'd, it'd be an issue for you and Rearmed. I even see it um, on the main server I play in here in Australia, uh, Daisy Down Under, um, that when a faction becomes too big and too dominant, it ruins the experience for everyone. And some factions, they're either not aware of it or they just don't care. Um, and you know, the, I, I, I hate using this word toxicity because I think it gets thrown around too much, uh, but it does become a very toxic atmosphere for everyone on the server. You've got this one faction that has all the fucking raid tools. Uh, if you've got airdrops, whenever there's an airdrop, you know it's suicide to go in there because it's just going to be you know 10 of these guys all turning up and they're just going to destroy you, and it doesn't become fun, and then you lose everyone, and it can kill a community if it's not managed carefully. And that's the hard part for server owners is how do you manage it? These big factions, you know, a lot of the time, um, if, you're t if you're a monetized server as well, they're, they're donating a lot of money uh, that helps keep those servers running. And it shouldn't be about the money, but the reality is it's, it's not a cheap hobby. We'll come back to the monetary side of it, but how do you manage that yourself, um, Designful? Uh, mostly with the uh, in-game group limit, but like I have multiple sorry, servers, so I have like the, the uh, in-game what? Sorry, the the group limit, like the UI the group limit. Yeah, yeah. So there's like the little UI that you can see if your teammate is uh like a teammate or not, just to help you. I'm not a big fan of it, but players are, so I prefer the more immersive, no UI limit. 
or no UI at all. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I have multiple servers. So I have like the main servers, which is up to 10 players in a group. And you can actually exceed that if you want to. But then you're at a disadvantage if you do, because you have like the 10 UI. And if you're not in the UI, then you're prone to getting team killed. Yep. So it basically encourages you to sit at 10. And then we have the five man servers, which is like five, and that's it. Like you cannot exceed five. And those tend to be the more popular one for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But even those, like, five-man versus a solo, like, there's no contest. So I've been looking to, like... I'd like to have five men on the server. T- <laughs> I'd like to open more of a, like, a solo duo trio type beat. That's what I, I plan on doing one soon, actually. Yep. What about for you guys on Daisy Underground? How do you manage it? Because factions have always been... Um, a, a key part of the dynamic of Daisy Underground. Um, you know, from one of the things I love so much about your server is, you know, I still go on there from time to time. And one of the main things I like to do is try to find as many of those tapes you have in game because it just adds so much depth of lore and so on to the, to the whole community that even people who aren't familiar with it, they can pick up these tapes and just listen to the stories of survivors on the server. And that's just an amazing idea to me oh we had one uh well i would not say attempt it was quite successful uh we removed all code logs uh like a year ago or close to and that helped with uh, all the raiding business before that uh the big factions would just build a base bigger 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 more trapdoors within trapdoors within trapdoors not the correct term but you know what i mean like gates sluices towards their uh, good loot. And so and we removed I, I, I code actually, I want to delve into the, this a bit more because I, I, I was stunned when I heard about that, um, that you guys removed all locks from bases. It was like, what the hell? What was the inspiration well, it, and what was the initial uh, reaction from the community? Um, Remember back in uh, back when the first uh, community servers were there, and you just had tents. Yep. You had no code logs, but we still had bases on Daisy Underground. We had tent ba- or tent bases, or people with tents, and they built community camps, and it was respected by the community, and everybody was um, playing fair, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were grievers always. Uh, so that, that we wanted to bring some of that back to make the community realize that you need to play fair and be fair. And then, yes, there will always be assholes, but to better the, uh, I guess, to better the community, uh, we remove code locks just to, to make people realize nothing is safe. There are no safe spaces. What was the reaction from there. the community when you first did it? Oh... They were were very angry. Yeah. Yeah. But it brought a lot of people back as well that left because of these massive mega bases. Mm -hmm. So it's it's always a a, a tightrope to walk, I guess. Every decision uh, we make or uh, the team makes, I should say, because it's not just me, Diesel. I mean, me and Diesel, we're even out of the admin team officially, uh, not running the community anyway. We just did the server, did the mod uh, for a while. But yeah, uh, basically, it's the team that makes the decisions. And then, yeah, you get to stick with them. And you need to make sure that uh, 
Do you follow follow through? But yeah, would you? They ever, were not happy. Would you ever consider something like that on rearmed designful? Uh not on rearmed, but I would love to open a hardcore server. I tried, but it didn't pop. <laughs> yeah. I love hardcore servers. I played day one in Stalker Z. Like, I've been grinding Stalker Z. That is the most fun server. But I'm all for the hardcore, but just my players do not like anything hardcore. They will cry and complain. Dude, to put this into perspective, I removed code locks from Windows, and they, like, lost their shit over it. It's like, you don't even need to use Windows. The reason why was because, uh, they were using it, you can open, or like, enemies can't open the windows by default because you can't open them from the outside. Yeah. So they were using them to, like, get through their base quicker since we have, we have door-only rating. So I thought that was unfair, like, that, like, the base owner can go through one window while, like, the raiders have to go through, like, 30 doors. Yeah. So I removed code locks off windows, and oh my god, dude. It's such a small change, but people were so upset about it. They just, they, they get upset about literally everything I do nowadays, so I just have a filter for it. I don't care. I do what, what like, I think and my team, just like they do, what they think is best, and that is what it is. What were you going to say, Dallas? Yeah, uh, it's, uh, well, my servers are small. I mean, the, 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 the utmost uh, population I ever had without an event going on is, like, 12 or 15 people or something yep. like that, so it's always been small like almost family like uh, servers but that doesn't stop the odd you know oddball stranger to come in and raid somebody's base and the only drama we've ever had uh, on the servers was base raid related of course somebody broke in and stole shit and made toxic comments and well caused an argument and we lost some people from from the community due to it and it's a small community so that pissed me off big time so what i did is i simply removed rating i made the bases impervious you can't get into them uh, unless you glitch and in that case i just kick you off the server and so people can hoard whatever they want since stuff is not tracked anymore uh, it doesn't really matter you can hoard anything you want in your server and uh, i don't really care but because that instead makes people care less for making defenses and bigging a huge base just a door with a lock on it is enough and a few containers inside so people explore and adventure more See, uh, the, which is what the servers are for the thing i'm loving here is and this is something that anyone who's looking to start their own server is there's there's no set uh, recipe for success um, obviously, you know, there, there's certain things you can do. Um, you know, having a big name attached to a server is often, not always, but often a, um, an easy way to get people on there. But you've, you've basically got to design something that you're going to enjoy yourself, but that there, there, there's a player base out there. And sometimes that player base is going to be a bit more niche. Um, you know, the more hardcore you go, generally the more niche um, the audience is. Uh, but, you know, you've got one server that basically says, no um, locks, build a base, but no locks. So anyone can come in and you know, grab whatever they want. Um, you've got another server that um, has locks um, and encourages um, you know, raiding through uh, a set method. And then another server that's just made them impervious. And all three work for a certain audience. But you've, you've got to be prepared to be flexible. Find what works for you. Find what works for your community uh, and be prepared that you know what you make 
might not be what people want to play on. Um, it, it's it's a, it's always a challenge, isn't it, guys? One hundred percent. Yeah, I love the dynamic. We all have our own resolve mm. for the yeah. same issue, basically. Yeah, I, I kind of just embrace the rating. That's just sort sort of my uh, look. Rating, everybody, everybody. rating is a huge part of DZ, isn't it, Diesel? Yeah. Yeah, oh, sorry, I mean, Ammo, I, I actually meant to direct that at Ammo because Ammo was going to say yeah. something. Oh, go ahead. Oh, we're, uh, I, I wasn't meant to say. Uh, what I wanted to say is we're reinventing ourselves constantly. Yeah. I mean, we're reacting to community feedback, and uh, but we're also uh, looking to uh, carve our own, well, our own style of Daisy, I guess, constantly. And sometimes things work, sometimes they don't. Um, we uh, at the start of uh, when the when when we first got the files and we could run our own server our own box instead of running off a, uh, a hosting company, uh, we we went with a hardcore server, like pretty hard compared to uh, the default DayZ files. And Diesel can probably tell more about that how that went. Diesel, you wanna? Pick yeah. Up well, that? actually, I mean, if you remember, we were vanilla at first. And we had no mods, so we had the ability to mod, but we didn't mod for the longest mm -hmm. time. And one, we just wanted to see what I think the you know what the workshop would spit out and where you know where people were going. But we were also you know concerned about like some of the stuff, like you know a lot of the original mods were you know very what I'll call power gamey, right? Like where there's it was you know. 16 attachments on everything and unbalanced. It, yeah. very unbalanced, right? Yeah. Very unbalanced. That's a better way to put it maybe, but I, you know, I always call them power gaming, but it mm -hmm. was, but I mean, we weren't about that. I mean, the, the original motto, even back when we were hosted was vanilla hardcore, you know, cause we had the options like no, no reticle and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, eventually it was, and it was somebody from our community just brought it up and was like, we should go hardcore and you know like less loot and less you know and harder things and change the environment around and it, we had a community vote on it it went it was pretty split but in the end it was a small margin to go hardcore and uh, even i was one of the original people that thought this was i didn't think it was going to work for me like i was designing the cle and i'm going i don't think i'm gonna like this like i don't know if i'll keep playing on duck um I know some of our players had a lot of reservations, obviously, but they tried it and they kept with it and they loved it. And, you know, the server took off. Like we were on fire for a while there. It was like 70 players constantly uh, day and night for, for weeks and months on end. We had to open a second server even uh, just for overflow. And it was just, but there it was, it was much more of a, you know, people just wanted the, the settings. They wanted to try to play the settings and they weren't expecting, they weren't into that Doug sort of, you know, um, experience. That's but yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's the way it went. The time I was on Doug. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Everyone, I think, you know, and I, I say that like we had, you know, we had a, a little less powerful server back then. So we were pushing 70 players. Uh, you know, Daisy wasn't as fine tuned either, but I mean, we, it was workable and, uh, but, you know, we were still, we had, there was times where we had 70 players in like a 30-man queue, you know, back in the, you know, quote-unquote glory days, right, of, of, of hardcore.
And that spawned a ton of clones, and that's awesome. You know, other people liked it. Some people didn't like it. They made up their own thing. Um, you know, we had you know, Day One spawned off of Daisy. Daisy Core spawned off of Daisy. There's been a ton of, or uh, Doug, I mean, there's been a ton of servers that have, you know, spawned off of that Doug experience. And that's um, we even helps some. That, that's always uh, you know, you, you're talking about something there. There's probably another uh, you know, a good time to segue into uh, something different here. But it, it's it's the hard one, isn't it? Um, the, the these copycat servers uh, that you know they see someone do something successful, like rearmed you guys. Uh, from my understanding, um, and someone can you know, feel free to shit on me in chat if I've got this wrong. But you guys kind of made the the key card um, and uh, the locks for certain rooms thing massive. Um, and now there's a lot of servers that try to do that. Daisy Underground has spawned a lot of clones. Probably the most infamous one that everyone knows of is Day One, and how many clones? Um, you know, Choco did the clones, and you know, I even talk about that on the podcast with him. And, and it's a bit a bit of a shit thing to do to just call yourself, you know, Day One, um, you know, word for word almost. Um, and he's moved on from that, but it's it's a sign that you've done something right. But it's also it's it's something that you know when when you're trying to run these things and the, these servers become your babies, and you invest a lot of heart, time, and money, and energy, and emotion into it, and then to see someone effectively stealing you, what you've come up with yourself, it's pretty heartbreaking, isn't it, Designful? Uh I mean. I don't really care too much. I mean, my server was heavily inspired from Milo, the average sniper server. Like, he had the original keycard thing that I kind of looked into. And uh, his server, like, had its own issues, I guess. And they ended up dying around the time when mine uh, kind of popped. But yeah, I mean, the keycard thing wasn't, like, uh, my idea. I mean, the keys were, like, I saw the keycard model and was like, okay... Key cards don't make sense in Daisy because there's just doors. So let's make it keys instead. Mm-hmm. That's it, though. But yeah, I don't really mind the whole like people taking inspiration thing because that's that's what we all do basically. We all take inspiration from one another. Yeah, well, but inspiration is one thing. Pure plagiarism is another. You know, yeah. the, the servers that pop up that call themselves day one. Oh, yeah. those are the worst servers, dude. Don't yeah. play those copycat day one servers. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're full they're of cheaters. Horrible. <laughs> I, I don't like to sit in queue for the day one servers, so I'll play like... I, I know they're clones or whatever, they're, they're not the real ones. Mm. But as long as I don't gotta wait in queue, I'm fine. But they're just full of cheaters and there's no just, admins, so... Naming, naming your servers like something similar to a popular server just to trick players into joining. Yeah. Uh, that's just... just Bad it's, manners. It's, it's, it's scummy. It's a scummy thing to do, isn't it, Ammo? Yeah, but you, you always have scum. Uh, I mean, I have a, I also write the mod for Daisy Underground, and mm-hmm. the, the, the amount of times it gets stolen <laughs> or just playing copied, etc., yeah. it's the same thing. And I just go after them through DMCA. And, 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 and the same with servers, but yeah, we don't. I guess we don't get copied as often anymore, and that's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't fine. really see too much stuff with my mod either. The Russians, the Russians love our mod. <laughs> yeah, the Russians. <laughs> Fuck the Russians. <laughs> Fuck them all. All of that. Uh, that and I know little, that's that bringing. Little, yeah, sorry. That one little drama I had on my service. Uh, the, well, yeah, that, it was Russians. And, and and that's bringing politics in. But one of the. Uh, the, the the great 
um, contributors to our mod is Ukrainian and he's currently in Kiev. And yeah, anyway, fuck Russia. Mm hmm. So no, that's the end of politics. Sorry, but, but we'll, we'll clarify though. Not all Russians. Um, you know, we've got um, uh, Wellerton, who's Russian, um, absolutely amazing. Call me Rive, who's Russian, absolutely amazing uh, uh, blokes um, who do a hell of a lot in the um, Daisy community. So, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll just clarify on that one because they're two good friends of mine, um, and there's probably other ones out there as well. But yeah, they're they're good people. Um, yeah, yeah, just personal opinion. No, yeah, no, well, no. but just. Disregarding uh, the political side of it, what a what a time to live in as a fairly normal average day Russian who just wants to live your life and do do normal stuff, live your life, do your work, yeah. play games, and so on, and and all of this high end politics and war shit is going on. Uh, I'd hate to be in their shoes. Oh fuck yeah, absolutely. But yeah, we'll move away from politics. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 a it, it's an absolute struggle to um, uh, find that right balance um, of what your community is going to want, um, and uh, that's something that uh, you guys over at Daisy Underground absolutely fascinated me with. Um, I'll let you guys tell uh, for those who don't know um, the recent change you've made um, to how you're going to run your server in the future. Well, it's not a hundred percent yet. So, because, but it, it, it sounds like it's going to go. Um, this was sort of a brainwave that I had, I don't know when, a couple months ago, I think. And I finally just sort of put it down, but it was, uh, I was brought about by a lot of things, but in general, it's just, you know, it, there's, you can never, you can never completely satisfy everyone. Everyone knows that. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, but so you try to make, you know, you try to make choices that are going to be a good middle ground. Um, but, you know, still, it was, there's always people that are, you know, somewhat unhappy. And so anyway, I had this idea, well, what better way to decide what the setting should be than our most, you know, prolific or uh, not prolific, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? But, you know, the, the most sort of hardcore or most invested players. And for us, that's our groups and factions. Uh, they're certainly, I don't think, maybe the, the largest percentage of our players, but they are probably a very good, um, you know, example. They are a good subset of our players, you know. Um, so, and we need to control it somehow. So I'm going to let, we're going to let them decide, A, whether they want to do this. And uh, so far, it sounds like they want to, but I'm going to put up an official vote soon. And then once they decide that, then it's, we're going to let them vote on, you know, what the CLE looks like and what the, what mods we use and what the settings within those mods are going to be. And it'll just be, you know, a popular vote, essentially. Um, and they would try them out and then... For a while, I'm not going to allow, you know, we're not going to allow rapid changes, obviously, because that it doesn't give people time enough to really, for the new settings to sink in. Um, but yeah, and it, it also encourages cooperation and trust, um, you know, amongst your fellow players. And I think that's what I'm really looking for as well. Would you ever try something like that with your community uh, design for? No, no, <laughs> never. I no. 
<laughs> the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I would never. No, dude, I, I hate I, what I, these guys suggest. I think within two hours of you posting it, uh, you'd just be you like curled up naked in your bathtub with uh, <laughs> with cold water pouring on top of you, just rocking backwards <laughs> and forwards. Oh god! Because when this got brought up, uh, it got shared in the podcast Discord, um, and there, there's a lot of confusion about Daisy Underground. Um, yeah, you know, like the, the, the people were like, you know, they scoffed when they heard it. And I'm certain there are still people scoffing going, oh, my God, this is going to be a nightmare. But I replied to uh, some of the people in there and I said, look, you know, this is the, the, the classic, that meme of that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for them. Um, but I replied and I said, if any community can do it, it's going to be Daisy Underground. Now, Derleth, you've played Daisy Underground yourself. Would you agree with me on that? Yep, without doubt. I mean, it has a crowd who's following it, who's playing on it, and I think if any crowd is ready for it, it's them. Yeah. I, I, as, as, as Designful said, you know, there's a lot of communities out there. You've only got to watch, like, Daisy Down Under has pretty much removed general chat um, because of toxicity and just how stupid people can be when they get in there and yeah everyone wants something different it's very rare unless you build the server yourself it's very rare to find a server that fits you to a t unless you make it yourself and even then you're constantly going to be changing your mind about oh yeah okay i, I thought i'd like this but no uh, but to have a whole community providing input you're always going to have people who disagree and we all know you know what the what the internet is like these days um, if, if someone disagrees with you, then they're your enemy, um, and it could create drama uh, there alone. But Daisy Underground has something special. How long has that server been around for, guys? Mm, I, I think 10 years. Yeah. Ever so no. it, it's got to be about that. Eight, is it eight? eight? The 8th of March, 2014. It uh, started on oh, uh, the computer under Hicks's desk. Desk, sorry. <laughs> so Hicks two eight. Yep. Under his desk, we were the first uh, community server. We were the, the 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 test bed if it would work for Daisy. If we if they could just give servers to people, etc. And that's uh, that's how Daisy uh, Daisy Underground started. So yeah, we're yeah more eight years in, uh, eight and a half. And not many servers um, can last that long. And that is um, you know, kind of why both Derleth and I are of the same opinion, that if any server is going to be out... I'm certain there's some other really tight-knit communities out there, but for a fairly large-scale server, yes, you guys have only got the one server. We don't mention um, Doug EU anymore. That, that never happened. Um, <laughs> um, but if any server can do it, it's going to be... Daisy Underground, just because of what you guys talked about before, you've got some factions that, you know, Dam is still around, um, probably a very different bunch of people, but there, there's a certain, uh, what other factions are still around from the from the beginning of it? Mm, that's probably, name-wise, it would just be Dam. Yeah. Because that that's just an absolutely legendary um, community, you know, like we mentioned before, you know, with the whole The Way of the Meat video, um, Dark as Midnight and Johnny and, you know, there were so many characters made that up. Um, but, you know, it's gone through an evolution. 
most servers do, you know, um, Daisy Down Under, the server I play on. Um, a lot of the factions that were big back when it first started, they're not there anymore. A lot of the players are still there, but they're different. Um, but it's it, that sense of community that you guys have, even though there's been this, uh, you know, ups and downs. And, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're in the Reddit or in the Discord, you know, like, like any community, people can get upset and things come to attention. And, yeah, you guys said you've left the team and then come back and, you know, things change, but the the the, the core of a good community, um, it's a, it's a hard thing to build, isn't it? Designful. Oh yeah, for sure. They are. They they always want change. They always want this and that. Yep. Like, I personally believe, like, if you give them the power to change your server, like, they'll make it terrible. <laughs> that's just my personal well, belief. Though. That's what we're gonna try. Yeah, that's spicy, dude. But here's the thing. It'll be their terrible, right? (laughs) But they make the choices. This is the, for me, this is the interesting part. Uh, And I am extremely interested in this. Odd enough. Like it's a psychological aspect, isn't it? Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But I'm, I'm very, I'm extremely open behind like, because here's the thing. So, and, and you know, there's, a fair number, I think, maybe in the community uh, that think, you know, and, and as Ammo pointed out earlier, that um, oh, they think it's the Diesel and Ammo show, basically. Um, and for a time, when we were, you know, originally when we were admins uh, the first time, um, you know, to a lot of sense, it was us. You know, some people had kind of checked out and and we were just sort of making up things as we went and, and we didn't get a lot of resistance or we didn't get a lot of input from other people, but... Um, you know, then they sort of started believing because because we're sort of gatekeeping to a certain degree, right? Like they suggest a change, and it's like, well, no, because it doesn't fit with the vision of the admin team because the admin team does run it, yeah. and, and you know their their uh, participation sometimes you know ebbs and wanes, you know, but it's uh, it's always them making the decision. So, but at the end of the day. That team, they're not gonna they're not gonna push the server. They have a certain vision, and they're not gonna put the server in s- certain places. But turn it over to the community. I mean, it's to a certain degree. It's I don't want to say it's their server, but you know they, and especially when you're talking with Doug, when I say this, they live on it because some of our players they live on that server. Like I'm, we're talking forty hours a week plus for some of these players. Um, so. And, you know, and they, and they are assuming they have jobs too. So like literally Doug is their second job. So, but if they want to do something, you know, you say they're going to ruin it, but if they collectively vote for it and they want that, and that's what makes them happy, why not let them have it? So I'm, I'm very intrigued where they will take the server because I think they will take the server potentially in directions that the current team won't. Um, and if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, they will realize that. And I think they will move it elsewhere. Yeah, maybe that's the the classic. You, you may think you want this, yes. but you really yeah. don't. Right. So you walk it through and you play with it for a couple of weeks, and and everybody realizes, oh no, the, this wasn't that good of an idea. And, and yeah, right. th- th- there's a classic thing of that. Like, um, yeah, particularly with the raid servers, you probably see this all the time on your servers designed for um, that. You know, the, these big factions when they're dominating, when everything's going their way, they're happy as anything. And then when they get shat on by another group of people who come in and you know wipe their base or whatever, 
They don't take it well. So when they don't get their own way, um, and that's going to be what's fascinating. Like I said, if any community can do it, it's Doug, because you know so many people are invested into the the, the RP side and the story side of it. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think a lot of servers could do it, um, and it would be complete and utter madness to do it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm really watching this with interest, and like you, like you. Uh, Diesel, the the psychological aspect of what this holds is fascinating to me. I I think it'll make a much stronger community, really. And I don't like I don't think it's like a some kind of a you know a psychological test, like where you know just to kind of see what happens if you lock a bunch of people in a room, right? Like, but it's I think it'll I really think it'll make it stronger um, because they will respect each other outside of the game a lot more. Uh, they'll have to, I think, to a certain degree. Um, but the relationships between our players are pretty tight, especially in our groups and factions, like our, our core group. Um, it, they're already, you know, I mean, yeah, there's some people that maybe don't get along all the time, but the, I think there is a fair amount of respect there. And there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of OOC uh, gaming, for in, for one. People will take pl other players and go play something else or do some, you know, um, but there's a lot, I think there's a, a fair amount of friendships there. So I think it'll work. And the other side is th from the way they're talking, like right now, cause some of them are, you know, sort of anticipating this coming. Uh, it doesn't sound like there's going to be a whole lot of changes to what we really have today. They're, they'll tweak a few things that they maybe don't like, or they'll try to, it, again, it has to pass the vote, but, um, so we'll find out, we'll find out what, what the, you know, the general population wants or doesn't want yeah well they're, they're already playing on your server so they're yeah they're, but they're but they're not just totally happy, happy with right oh no <laughs> right they're not I mean, totally nobody happy. will ever be happy though no, Even, yeah, it, you said exactly. it yourself earlier yeah but that's the whole yeah. but that's you know that's always been like my goal when i was you know when i was doing the cle when i'd make changes to the cle and you'd see a bunch of people in favor of it and a bunch of people not in favor of it you knew you hit it right on because if no <laughs> one's happy, right? If no one's happy, or if you know, if, if both sides that are happy and unhappy are equal, you you probably you know, you, there's a bunch of people in the middle that aren't saying anything, and uh, and it always seemed to work out. Like I have run a few a few like votes on uh, on my dens uh, on a few occasions. Just get rid of this mod or or, or not or. Uh, will we swap for, to Banov or Pakistan or or not? <laughs> that that kind of thing, uh, because I I didn't really want to make the decision just on my own and so on. But uh, just small things. But uh, it can definitely work. And uh, well, looking forward to your results to see them. Oh yeah, uh, there's all and yeah, let's say there's always another idea, right? Mm. Sorry, just dealing with um, a message that got posted in chat, uh, which kind of blew me away. Wheaties old account, if I had to guess. No, no, I'm, I'm edgy, but even I'm not that fucking edgy. Um, yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Okay, so, yeah, back on track.
That was a bizarre message. I'll have to remember to censor that from the fucking upload of this one. Um, okay, so I blame you for this. You got, some, you got some hate. You got some haters, Steve. Buddy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not me. Um, certain world lead, <laughs> certain world leaders um, have have got some enemies. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Right, hold up. Yeah. So, one of the other aspects I wanted to talk about it was the, the the money pit that these servers can become. Now, this is one of the main reasons I wanted to get you on, Derleth. How many servers have you got? Uh, currently two, but uh, normally three. Uh, uh, one of them is down currently because I'm I'm working on a new Pakistan uh, server. And and. Are these on dedicated servers? These are dedicated servers uh, in my own like basement, basically. There are separate machines. What sort of cost do you get? Well, uh, not incredibly much. Like, like I've said before, the, my servers are small, uh, small populations. Uh, like they're fairly competent machines. I mean, uh, I've I've bought computers with good single core performance because that's what runs the DC servers best and uh, they can handle 60 players on vanilla without without problem but i never get close to that i mean i've i've run events where we approached like 40 or 50 players and i still had like server performance in in the 2000s so they're competent enough, but uh, like uh, in money, I don't know, maybe like two hundred dollars a piece, something like that. Mm-hmm. I gone for the cheap parts and so on, and like my very first server I made, like the original den, was <laughs> an uh, an old office computer I brought home from work that uh, I like I basically stole from work because it was laid off. And I jacked it in, and I thought, oh, well, this one should be able to run a DayZ server. So I did, and it did. It worked. And uh, thankfully, I have a good, very good internet connection, so it works. So you run stuff from your home? Yeah, I do. Oh, how does... Your, upl- your upload must be crazy. It's, uh, yeah, it's a terabyte. Okay, yeah, terabyte. there you go. That's what I have. I mean, I have a gigabit. Um, just quickly, uh, B, I do apologize, mate. We did have lemons. Um, well, initially we had scale speeder, but scale speeder was unable to due to work commitments. Um, then we um, had lemons lined up, but I just haven't heard from him. Um, but that's lemons. You guys who watch the podcast know how um, irregular he is. Sometimes he's here, sometimes he's not. We never know. Um, it's always a blessing when we did when we get lemons on the show. Um, but yeah, I guess something has come up, but, um, yeah, we did want to talk more about the console side of things as well, um, because that's a whole different kettle of fish and we're kind of touching it a bit, but it's going to be a bit hard with none of us really being console admins. Um, but what about for yourself, um, Designful, um, you know, cause you've got a number of servers, mate, you know, just, I don't know how much you're prepared to say, but what's your rough running costs every month? Uh, the... It's a roughly three seventy five dollars around. I run twelve nine hundred Ks on every server. I got a a new Aussie box at six hundred AUD, whatever that is to USD. It's a lot though per a, month. A month, so six hundred Aussie yeah. dollars here for every yeah, month is dude, roughly that's... about four three hundred and fifty to four hundred US dollars. 
Jesus. Yeah, the Aussie server was so much. I wasn't going to get it, but he kind of lowered it for me. I was like, okay, I need a better Aussie server. Yeah, so, hey, hey, it's roughly like 400. Um, get in contact uh, with Rearmed. Um, uh-huh. And you can work out a deal, but it's not cheap. It's not cheap when you're when you don't All have about the um, yeah. uh, capabilities. You know, with a, a good internet connection at home to be able to run um, a few servers and then still be able to you know play yourself and stream Netflix or Pornhub or whatever else you want to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. What Most about- of us in Europe can, you know. <laughs> well, what about for you guys at Daisy Underground? What what are you guys looking at for? Just the server um, sort of costs per month. We pay by the year, actually. Yep. Uh, we well, we just switched when we bought our new box. We we paid up front. You, you get a, a small discount if you pay for the year, and we had the money, so we were like, "Why not?" Yep. Um, you guys use OVH. Yeah. Yeah. And this is just for the tech side of things, guys. So yeah, just for basically setting up a dedicated server. Um, which is more expensive than just renting a um, a slot on a server. Um, but this is where it starts to become quite technical. Now, when I had my little server, Dean's Beans, I was just basically renting a slot on a server, um, which is, you know, the, the, the company takes care of the hardware side of things. And, you know, it, it, it's a lot simpler. I don't fully know how to explain it. You guys can probably do it better than me. But it's a lot easier to, to manage. When it comes to running a Deddy, um, you know, a dedicated server basically means that you're the only, whatever you put on there is all that's on there. When you are just renting a slot on a server, you could be on a machine with three or four other servers. And depending on their workload, that's going to throttle what that machine can do for, for your server. Um, so deddies are the best way to do it, but it's expensive. Plus the, the entry level for the skills you have as you know, um, uh, tech-wise it's a lot higher, isn't it, Designful? Uh, just a little bit. I think the firewall manager is the only uh, skillful thing you need to know. Because not a lot of people really share that for some reason. It, it's very simple to set up your like firewall to pre- prevent like DDoS attacks and stuff like that. And I think like most server owners don't know how to do that, unfortunately. And it's not talked about at all in like any Discord. But your firewall doesn't prevent... DDoS. Yeah, like by default, you got to set up like your ports, which ones are open. Yeah, okay. and, like you got to deny that's, all connections. Yeah, well, we, we we're lucky. We have diesel. <laughs> no, <laughs> but we have both of us. <laughs> I mean, diesel is more proficient in uh, running Windows servers, which Daisy runs on because they still haven't re- released the Linux uh, executables. So, yeah, and I would I argue that Daddy is. Much easier than those like game panels, like yeah. where you have to like click buttons and install mods using Omega Manager. It's very simple. Omega Manager. Well, I don't want to go into the details. But that in itself is it? a mod, right? Like Omega Manager is community written. Yeah. Yeah, it's community written, but it just like updates mods automatically. Sure. Because like, it made it. It made it. He made a really nice tool for the average Joe to be able to run his own server. I mean. Yeah. That's exactly. It's awesome. Like, I've gotten into quite an argument with Philip. So, oh, I love Philip. He is my homie. <laughs> he he had so much cool like yeah, technical I, I stuff for wanna, admins. Well, my problem. Well, uh, no, no, not gonna. Well, <laughs> yeah. my problem is giving out 
our unencrypted details to connect to our server to a third party. And that yeah, that's my kind of my <laughs> issue too. That's why I opted to not go there. Uh, I don't really mind doing it all myself. I'm a control freak. I like like getting into the uh, itsy bitsy t parts. So I don't mind doing it myself. Now, yeah, um, and we well, Melbourne has got a comment in chat there, which is a good segue. Uh, into the next aspect of the monetary side of it. He said, it'd be nice to get a hardcore server with all custom content to that server. Now, Daisy Underground actually has a lot of really, really cool custom <clears throat> stuff. Um, I know you've got a bit of an arrangement with um, uh, like Daisy Down Under, um, where you just kind of work together because you don't really impact on each other's uh, player market too much. But getting some of these custom assets made is fucking expensive, isn't it? Um, actually, no. Well, it can be. It depends. Can be. It depends. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I got, I think I got two thousand dollars spent on CG Trader for thirty moles. Oh, yeah. Jesus! Yep. We I'm had a big one... CG Trader fan here. <laughs> yeah, I do a yep. lot of importing. Yeah, we had one like custom vehicle made uh, for our service. It, it was the idea of uh, one of the players. He he wanted to have it done, so he he kind of bought the model uh, from a model maker. So then I had to like get it into the game. So I, uh, I what do you say? Commission? Uh, uh, yeah, I commissioned uh, a modder uh, to, to get it into DayZ. So, so we have it and it's exclusive to my service. Uh, it's a like post-apocalyptic van. It looks great. Uh, but that one cost a, a crap load of money. Like I, I paid like two hundred euros less, uh, more or less, just to get the mod made. Well, now I'm now I'm scared to say how much I spent for the dog mod. <laughs> Look, it, it, I, I I know um, how much um, no, 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 Spud no, has spent on no, some I... of his stuff. I I know myself. Like I've um, had stuff made. Um, yeah, we're giving away a prize again. Um, great, great um, opportunity for me to shield the uh, Christmas episode. But we're giving away um, a uh, a chance to work with Windstride, who's pretty much the pinnacle of custom items um, in the game uh, in DayZ. And it's not cheap. You know, we're talking um, a good couple of hundred bucks just for one item. Um, but, you know, the guy makes That's kind of stuff. expensive. But it's, it, it's <laughs> got to be, though, because it's a lot of work um, doing yeah, it. Yeah. I commissioned Winstride a couple of times. It's, it's a little bit pricey. Sorry, can I Compared to other importers. Yeah, cut in. Um, I spent less than $500 mm-hmm. for the whole dog mod. Did you get a lot of stuff yeah, um, but- done for free by people? No, I, I, um, for free. No, not for free. I, I traded my skills. Yeah, well, yeah. It was a, there you go. You, you, you basically worked out a trade deal. So if yeah. you were to put a monetary yeah. value on your time, that 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 cost oh. probably would have gone up. Uh, but you, yeah. you were able uh, to work I, out something I, and make a trade with people. Um, to yeah. you know, if you do this for me, I'll do that for you, and that's fantastic. And that's you know, great because you've got I, skills I usually, I, that are in demand. If I was to do it, I, I ain't got shit to offer anyone. <laughs> no. I, I, I just uh, I just talk to people. For instance, we on Doug we have the infamous wild dogs, which are quite identical to the tameable dogs from uh, that mod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are the same. 
And I just talked to the guy like, hey, uh, can I uh, use these? Uh, we, we want to introduce wild dogs on Doug. And so they're, they're basically wolves, but in urban locations in, in smaller packs. And he said yes, and then I helped him with some stuff to, to optimize it, etc. And that's how the the whole um, deal with DDU, Daisy Down Under, with Spud came to be as well. Uh, Spud has a lot of contacts. He gets a lot of models made, but nah, scripting-wise, he has some uh, some things that could be optimized, and I helped him with that. So yeah, that's how I sell my shit. Yeah, basically. One of my one of my major features uh, I have on my service that I didn't really pay much for is zombies being able to beat down doors because it, it's a major game changer that really should be a vanilla thing. Uh, but since the, uh, the you know you know Liven his PVZ uh, mod suit. Uh, it's a it's a massive mod that lets you customize everything about zombies, and all I wanted from that was zombies being able to beat down doors. So I approached him and asked, "Could you do a standalone for that?" Uh, and he wasn't really interested in that, but I could commission a standalone like PBO, and he did it, and it didn't cost me a lot. And so <laughs> on my service, zombies can beat down doors, and it's a game changer. The lad can testify to that. <laughs> yeah, love is the homie. But yeah, it's, yeah, well, it's expensive. I, I it can be. Uh, you know, if it's not going to be expensive, it's a lot of time and effort um, spent putting going into creating these custom mods, these custom items, custom uh, base building. Um, yeah, we just saw um, uh, they're going to be talking about it on the podcast, but a really cool custom base building mod um, that a server has. Yeah. The, when, when, well, I mentioned this before the show, uh, but when you've got a missus, when you've got kids, when you've got a, a real-life job, these servers, running a community server is not just a case of set and forget, If especially if you're doing it by yourself. Like, Derleth, do you have many people helping you? Uh, no, uh, it's just me. So I, I have a couple of mod. I have a couple of moderators on the servers who help me moderate the servers. But uh, as for the servers themselves, to to like manage the the actual management of them, it's just me. What, what about you, Designful? How many people do you have working behind the scenes, running the servers and the community? Uh, I I couldn't even count them. I got like five senior admins that like all have daddy access in case mm. like a server like shits itself as I'm sleeping. They don't got to call and wake me up. <laughs> and that's another so. thing as well, isn't it, um, Ammo and Diesel? Oh, you know, where, yeah. Where do you you got to be on standby. Yeah, for, for a server like yours, um, with Daisy Underground, um, you've got people playing from around the world. There are Australians who play the server. So keeping these servers running 24-7, it's not easy. And if, if, you don't, if you're not on the ball, people are just going to go elsewhere, aren't they? Well, keeping the server running is quite easy. It's keeping the community in check. That's hard. And that's why we have, well, uh, how many people on the team currently? Ten? Yeah, eight, eight, eight or ten, yeah. Yeah, but could you, could you imagine doing it yourself, Ammo? Just you? No, I'd get burnt out in a second. Yeah. And that's why... Because it, that's yeah. not where... Well, it's, it's because that's not where my passion lies. Yeah. Uh, my passion lies in uh, making the mod... Uh, I'm, I, I also program the tools, quite similar to CF tools mm -hmm. that uh, Philip makes. Uh, I, I made our own homebrew 
before he made his or during the time he made it. Anyway, and uh, uh, running the server. It, it, the community, mm, it pisses me off at times and then I lash out and I shouldn't. So I tend to uh, stay away from that. It's it, it's a it's a drain, and this is something that people who, you know, getting back to what the the whole purpose of this episode is about. But this is something that when you're thinking about starting a community server, that you need to be aware of. It it's it's a massive drain, and then when you know if if you don't see big numbers coming in, um, you know I I looked at it the other day. There's something like eight thousand plus. I think it was closer to ten thousand plus community servers on PC alone. God knows how many there is on console, but it's really hard to stand out in that crowd, isn't it? For sure. But, but do you really need to though? Like you gain nothing from it. Like if, if your server has a queue every night or your server is 10 players, as long as everyone's having fun and they're playing your version of DayZ, what, what really, like it's not yeah. a popularity this, contest, this right? Is what, yeah, this is what it comes down yeah, exactly. to is what is your motivation? There are people out yeah, there right. who want to be like uh, Day One or like DayZ Undergrad or like Rearmed. Um, then there are people who just want to create their own special little slice of um, heaven in the in the post-apocalyptic wonderland that is DayZ. Um, and that's yeah. that's kind of what you are, isn't it, Derleth? Yeah, well, exactly. Because if I'd been in it for uh, for like the crowds to have many players, I would have quit years ago because it's it's never kicked off. I've had like tops uh, <laughs> of about 15 players uh, when I run the uh, the Hobo War events with Gecko and everything, mm -hmm. of, of course uh, then the servers are full, but that's events, so that doesn't really count but the servers themselves have never really kicked off, but that's not really what I'm aiming for I, I build them for me and for I for my brother and for my friends to have a fun place to play on, that fits my vision of what Day Z should be all about, and uh, and I'm happy with that. If the server is like one player or fifteen or fifty, I don't really care. Okay, so Darkwing has uh, posted the elephant in the room. Some people seem to think servers are very profitable. Is this true? And he's got the laugh emoji. Um, I'm gonna say no, but yes. Because well, depending on your motivation, oh, you can make some money. You can make some money from a Daisy server. There's, um, you know, uh, I've, I've been told from a very reliable source, Hasmondian, um, that South America in particular is uh, quite renowned for pump and dumps, uh, where they'll set up a server, um, they'll talk it up, they'll you know big it up and all the rest of it, and yeah, you know, maybe steal a few mods here and there. Um, and post it up and get a whole pile of donations and then the server just disappears. And then another server pops up and they rinse and repeat and they do it all again. Now, I have no doubt that some of these massive communities, like I, I, I even guess maybe Rearmed um, is probably um, not losing money, uh, but I don't think that you know there's many Daisy communities out there where someone's sitting back counting the dollars. So there might be. Have you guys heard of anything like that? 
and the silence was deafening. Uh, as for me, no, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I I never even thought about money in it. Uh, no, God's no. I I've had a couple of donations uh, uh, over the years, uh, but mm-hmm. but no. Designful. I can only think of like one server owner that does this as like a full time job. So not really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Doug is running. And it is. We, we, job too. Sorry. Don't get me wrong. Sorry, I was going to say, like Daisy Underground, we, we don't run it for profit. It's, we pay our hosting fees and that's it. And, uh, you know, that's all we're really looking for. It's, that you know, we we specify that, you know, the mod is a labor of, of love. We specify in the mod that you can't use it on a server that has monetization because of that. We don't want you know, we don't want people making money off of, you know, essentially ammo's hard work. Um, but there's a lot of other people that have contributed, but, uh, you know, it's, that's it. And you, when we talk about costs, I don't think we even mentioned it, but like, so Doug costs around $200 a month us to run. One of the things I like is what, um, for example, Daisy underground, uh, sorry, Daisy down under has, is they've got a donation bot um, and a donation channel, and they post up in there whenever you want to donate. Um, yeah, you, they've got a way to do it, and it's very transparent um, how it goes. That said, at the end of the day, I really don't have an issue, provided you're not scamming people, um, with someone doing a server um, and making a few um, dollars from it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a capitalist whore at heart. Uh, you make money however uh, you can, provided you're doing it ethically. If you're if you're doing these scam servers that we all know exist, um, but that that's that's just not on. Um, but if you can provide a good quality, um, uh, you know, because it's like like we talked about, it's pretty much a full time job for some people to run their communities. Um, so, yeah. You know, I know some people won't agree with that. Some people, you know, it's a bit like modding. Um, there's some people who think modding should be free. Um, I I think it's, it's down to the modder. If the modder wants to be able to charge uh, for their services, they should be able to charge for it. I don't like BI's policy on it, um, but BI owned the game, so they get to say what it is. But I've got no real issue with it, uh, but there just needs to be some transparency about it. Well, my two cents is that uh, if there are 9,000 Daisy servers out there, and I promise you about 95% of them are more or less empty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are a few full ones, and then there's a few me- medium population, and then there's a bazillion low or empty servers. Uh, I would never ever dream of paying for priority queue to server when there's thousands of empty servers. Uh, but if people are prepared to pay to get into their favorite servers, who's to stop them? Uh, I would never do it. Uh, but if people have their money and want to pay to play on the, like their specific server, like let them. It's no, pro- I see no problem with it. Yeah, there's a large, there's a large player base though that Daisy is only Daisy is at its peak fun for them when the server is full or near yes. full, yep. right? There's a ton of those. Players. They don't want to play on a server that is medium pop. Uh, you know, we've had that discussion with our community before. 
there's a bunch of people sitting there going, oh, I'm not going to play because, you know, there's only X number of people on. But there's like 20 or 30 people sitting watching the population. It's like if you just played the game, yeah. the server would be full. right? Like, But for a ton of people, it's, you know, because and the other side, I mean, it depends on your player base. It's, uh, you know, Doug being more interaction based. Well, obviously, if the server is high pop then you have much more chance of having an interaction, although there are nights where people get on and the server has a queue and they run around for three hours and they literally see not one other soul. Right. And then other times you'll jump on the server when it's, you know, in the middle of the night and we're running about 10 players or, or less and you run into literally everyone. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, well, it just happens. But if there's a large percentage of our, of the population that plays Daisy that, that is looking for other players because they want some type of interaction, whether it's RP wise, whether it's KOS, whether it's, you know, run and gun, like, so they want to increase their chance of that. I mean, and then you've got players, you know, like Daryl, who just puts up a server and he's happy with five players because they're playing for the experience. It sounds like anyway, I mean, you'd be more than happy if there was 60 players, but if there's not, you're still having just as much fun, right? Yeah, because there's uh, because the the potential is there. They're open service, and it, but it can log on. So you, there's always the risk of somebody you don't know being behind any bush. It's probably yeah. not going to happen, but there's always the risk. I mean, the, the last ex, uh, experimental one point nineteen experimental, I got shot. There was literally two people on the server, me and one other guy. And I walked into the, the, the medical in one of the villages and got shot <laughs> because he was there. And, you know, that kind of thing makes me, well, what is this thing about having to walk into a full pop? Because the risk is always there, even if it's not full. The risk yeah, is always but, there. But the risk is certainly higher. If the oh, yeah, it's right? higher, I mean, but it, it can still happen on a full server yeah, that oh, you walk around for hours yeah, and don't yeah. meet anybody. So uh, just give it the benefit of the doubt and play and don't mind the population. Uh, that's my advice to any player, really. Personally, I prefer like interactions. So I only play servers with full pop. I, I just want to talk to people. I want to shoot them. That's how the game is meant to be played, in my opinion. <laughs> Developers have like different opinions and whatnot. I play oh, that's, that's dress, the, up, dress up simulator. I mean, to me, it's the I potential will. of uh, uh, interaction that uh, is the key. Uh, Not actually you, having you, interactions every five minutes. I'm with you, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't mind playing on the higher pop servers now. I suck at PvP, um, but. For me, I loved you know just being able to get lost and not hear something, and then all of a sudden there's a voice behind me, or a oh, I'm shot, or you know, or whatever happens. And yeah, but I I firmly believe that you know if if a server has the stuff that you like, um, just get on it and play it. Um, you know, regardless of the pop, um, because as you said, you know if if you're just sitting there watching a server for the pop to rise, well, it's never going to rise. Um, just jump in there and just do it. Uh, because you know, for most of these servers, um, a lot of, one, it's one of the disheartening aspects of it that you know we see a lot of servers come and go. You know, myself included. Um, you build a server, and it is disheartening when no one shares your same vision um, uh, of what would be a good server. Um, it's great when everything's kicking, um, but when it's um, not, it, it's it's quite disheartening, especially if you pumped a lot of time, effort, and money into it. 
Yeah, because they can become money pits. Like Designful, roughly how much do you reckon you've spent on your servers over the few years they've been running? Just a rough ballpark figure. Oh, uh, uh, I don't even know. Let's think. 300 times like 5 at least. And then times that by like 12. So we're talking. For one year. We're talking 10,000 plus. 1,500 times. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Plus, and this is coming from donations, or are you funding this out of pocket? No, it's definitely from, like, priority key pr- purchases. Ah, okay. I only offer priority key on my server. So, yeah. I kind of rely on people to, like, sit in the queue in order to fund the uh, <laughs> thing and buy prior. That's how, that's how I fund the servers. Because oh, that's fine. It works perfectly Again, fine. a lot of people don't realize, but uh, Bohemia has quite strict rules on what you can do to monetize a server, don't they, go Designful? Uh, not really. I mean, people do weird stuff. I'm probably one of the only people that only does priority queue amongst the, like, highly modded servers. Because they do, like, these, like, skins and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of that. And it kind of, like gets into the territory of pay-to-win, or it just ruins, like, the aesthetic of the server when you have people running around in, like, Gucci gear and all that cringe, like, galaxy ghillie suits and stuff. Well, it's That's not of, my type, but it, Daisy. It, it sort of brings up the um, issue, Derleth, of these um, servers where you can go in and, and pay for um, items to be delivered to you. Um, we all oh, know what happens. pay-to-win. Yes, but, but it's not pay to win. There are there are rules around that. You're not allowed. Yeah, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to all. give. You're not allowed to pay for a gun. You can pay for cosmetic items. Well, but that's you know then. But that's that's on bi, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I'll just bring it yeah, up. Yeah, I I, I, I sure have like... no issue for uh, with the paying for cosmetics or any anything like that. It's really like if you prepared. And have the money for it, like, why not? I wouldn't offer the services because I think it's, like, it's not necessary. But uh, if it works, then go ahead. Okay, here we go. Now, you are kind of right when you said it's not really um, complicated, but it's quite strict. If, If you breach these rules, they will send you a cease and desist letter. Um, you know, they've done it many a time. My advice to people always is if you're playing on a server that um, is offering those sorts of things, like if you pay us 50 bucks, we'll you know, drop you a, a Humvee and a M4 fully kitted and, you know, four breaching charges. That's not the sort of server you want to be on. If they're allowing that, they're probably, you know, someone said before um, that there's a server that if you um, pop them a few dollars, um, report them, you know, contact us right there. You can just click on that and you can send them a message and you can report that server um, because they're a blight on the community. They they really ruin um, what Daisy's ethos is all about. Um, and, and like I said, if they're going to allow that, what else are they going to allow? You just, you shouldn't be j- joining those sorts of servers. They're just, they're disgusting and they ruin what the game is about. Yeah, that's that's my opinion on it. What do you think, um, Diesel? Oh, I mean, I'd agree with you, but I mean, obviously, if there's people paying for it, and there's people that don't agree with you, right? I mean, that's yeah, that's a sad reality. Is that people actually do that? People will message me and be like, "Yo, give me 
nails and I'll give you like, you know, 20 bucks or something. And I just, I literally just want to ban them for that. Like, it just makes me so mad that they would even go out of their way to message me that. And yeah, you've got right here, um, the servers that are approved for monetization. Now, monetization, just to clarify, does not mean a server is taking just pure pro bono donations. Um, they may even be selling uh, merch. You know, if, they, if Daisy Underground, um, do you guys sell T-shirts? Yes. Yep. That's completely allowed. You don't have to apply for monetization um, to be able to sell a Daisy Underground T-shirt. But if you want to do something like what um, Designful does with priori Priority Queue, you have to apply for monetization. So if you join a server and they offer things like that, go in here and check this list. If they're not on here, I'm hoping to guide you're on here, uh, Designful. Mm. I'm a little bit new to the, the party. You're not on here? No, I am. Oh. <laughs> I'm just a bit more new to the party. Okay. Some yeah. of those servers have been around a lot longer than I have. You had me worried for a second. It was like, oh, this is going to be awkward. There's people right now going uh -huh. in there. Get to report him. Get to report him. Oh, there we go. Rearmed. Um, there it is. You can see, you know, show rules. Um, you can click on it. And, you know, to be able to do it, you've you, it's basically vetting. We got a new website, so I kind of uh, I didn't put the rules on the website. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you, there, there's certain things. And it just shows that the community's above, um, above board uh, for the most part. Um, and you know, we'll, uh, Rapture, well, let's click on them and see where it takes us. Um, yeah, rules and FAQs. These are the sort of servers you should be supporting, not the ones that are doing the really, really dodgy shit, folks. You just, you don't want to not be... Not necessarily. Just because they're not monetized doesn't mean they can, uh, like, I don't... Like, day one, I don't think is on that list. Because they, they only do donations. They might be, but they no, only that, do that's donations. A, that's what I mean. It depends. if they, they they only have to apply for monetization if they're offering the allowable perk. Something in return, that yeah. you can do, which is um, charging players to access your fee if the fees and associated perks do not affect gameplay in any way is allowed. Limiting access to only paying players is allowed. Servers with access limited to paying players must be on a different hive or have rules and settings identi uh, identical to the freely accessible service. Product placement, in-game advertising, and sponsorship is allowed. Accepting donations is allowed, but to avoid any doubts, not providing donations must not prevent anyone from accessing the content. Selling of in-game items that don't affect gameplay and selling of cosmetic perks are allowed. Applicable only to servers with mods after modding support has been added to DayZ. Please remember that these rules do not apply to public hive Daisy servers or the Daisy mod. Um, so, and then there's a, a FAQ that you can go and check as well. Um, which <clears throat> there's the, the 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 classic thing. If all they're accepting is donations, if, that, you know, if that's something that you're planning to just do, you don't need to apply for monetization. May I give special weapons? No. If someone is getting something back for donating, it is no longer a donation but a sale. Um, pretty much all of your questions that you could have are on here. Um, so if the server is doing something and you don't think it's above board, just simply go and check this. Um, yeah, I'll post a link to it um, in chat right now. 
Um, but go and check it. And if they're not, and you feel it's egregious enough, report them. Let let BI sort it out with them. Um, but yeah, someone is using a mod I've created on a server which has been approved for monetization. It's a mod maker's right to say that you can't use their mod on a server that's monetized. Oh, I know. <laughs> do tell. Do I didn't tell. know that actually. Oh, I have got plenty of people fucking with me or trying to fuck with me. And I just, yeah, hit them with the DMCA. Bye. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. uh, right, boy. Uh, I really need to drop out. Sorry. No worries, but, uh, ha have a good discussion, guys. No worries. Uh, Thank you really so much love for coming in, mate. All. all right. See ya. All Bye. the best, you. and good luck with the left end. Bye. Bye. But yeah, it, it's if you're going into um, into running a server with the vision of becoming a gazillionaire, you're probably barking up the wrong tree, especially to begin with, aren't you, Designful? Oh, for sure. Yeah. The probability is so low, and it's just so much work after. Like, even if you do get the pop, I think a lot of server owners uh, that I talk to are just, like, sick of it. <laughs> Like, they have real-life jobs. Like, they don't have the time to really, like, uh, maintain their servers to, like, the players' uh, liking and and just all the chores that come with it, like, cheater, yeah, cheaters and all and that you, stuff, like... You have a job, right? Or... I don't, know. So this is your life, running servers? Yep. So you make money of it to live? Yeah. Okay, so didn't you just contradict yourself, sorry, to be an asshole? How so? I mean, like, I quit my job for this because it was way more profitable. Okay. I didn't see the, I didn't see a reason uh, working like a fifteen dollar said... an hour job when I could just like have fun modding, you know? No, okay. Because I I enjoy what I do like a lot. This is probably my dream job. Not so much like dealing with cheaters and stuff, but like actually modding, like game development, is a passion of mine. So you found a way to basically support. Um, your hobby. I, I don't have an issue with that. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, it, it comes with a lot of downsides that people don't really expect, like cheaters just fucking everything up and whatnot, but, you know, you kind of get used to it. It's just part of it. And that's that's <laughs> probably another issue that um, uh, Doug, have you guys ever been um, targeted by... Um... Uh, cheaters and hackers and all the rest of it? Of course. Yeah. It could be heartbreaking, but, can't it? I mean, it's it's a nuisance. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they eventually just go away. I mean, it, I don't know. It definitely don't know can be. That, I've, seen, I mean? I've seen a lot of server owners just, like, completely heartbroken from it. Like, because it... You're, you, Depending on which cheater it is, uh, there's little you can do other than, like, beg by Yumiya to do something about it, like uh, Modern, for example, with Trump's Wall. Yeah, Trump's Wall, um, uh, Modern, um, uh, completely, pretty much destroyed. Yeah, well, we didn't get hit with that one, luckily. Yeah. Yeah. 
An interesting one there. Um, uh, how many tickets a year do you people get uh, with people asking for a comp after wrecking their car? Zero. We don't give compensation. Yep. Uh, well, you get, you get you the odd request for sure. But I mean, it's generally someone comes to the Discord and says, hey, I just got daisied. You know, will the admins do anything about it? And the community just chimes in and says, no. Like you're playing Daisy, like you know what I mean. Like that's you know that's it. Like well, the latest one every now and again you get launched like two thousand meters into the air and then they come crashing down to the ground, right? Yeah. Just a current. It's a current bug um, that happens. And I know the first time it happened, we thought there was a cheater on the server, um, and you know now it's it, a, a few people have reported it since, and it's not a it's not a it's not like a, pre a prevalent thing. But it happens, or you get daisy. Yeah, your car gets, you know, you spend all day getting this car running, and then you drive it for three minutes, and it goes into a tree and breaks. And it's like, oh, well, like that's, you know, that's, that's daisy. <laughs> we, we've, got well, from someone we, that, we've got daisy in chat. They're saying they get those DMs, the people asking for comp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Most admins disable their DMs because it's just nonstop. But from what? a server that actually does like, uh, do tickets and like compensate for cheaters primarily. We have a total of fifty three thousand tickets from like the past year or so completed. I have a I have a little uh spreadsheet to see who does like the most tickets and whatnot. Totals them all up. We did seventy today, like the past twenty four hours. Five hundred and sixty the past week. So sounds like work, it, man. Sorry, it is. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I wrote my own ticket, like Discord bot, to kind of mitigate how many people make tickets because now it like requires you to fill out a form. <laughs> just because it was just nonstop, people just make tickets for questions. Absurd. I, I, I don't know if you um tell me to bugger off if you don't want to get into this, but because you run it as a business, do you have any employees um who work for you um to help? I don't consider them employees. They're they're like friends, but yeah, I, I do pay other people and. Yep. You know that goes that that gets on their taxes as well. Like they fill out a form for me. That's that's. I don't really, remember the name of it. That is really cool, and yeah, you know, I might chat with you afterwards. Um, and depending on um, you know, how much you're prepared to divulge, I think it would be fascinating to find out more about running a server as a business, um, because. Yeah, you know, it, it is kind of a goal for a lot of people, like modders. Um, it's very hard for them to find a way to fund themselves, but it seems like you've found a pretty good workaround of operating within the parameters of what's legally allowed um, that's helping fund your hobby um, and make a living. You know, look at if a streamer can do it, you know, everyone knows how passionate I am about modders being able to um, find a way to. Um, uh, provide to get a decent income to support what they do. You know, there's there's this massive expectation that everything will be done for free. And if you're lucky enough to have the skills of like an ammo and a diesel, you know, where you could trade with someone, that's great. Um, you know, to be able to keep things going. Um, but I, I'm truly fascinated in your model, uh, designful, and I think it should be applauded if um uh, if everything's above board because it's 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 fantastic that. Yeah, you're able to, because you've got some really cool stuff on your server. Yeah. I can't wait for, like, Arma 4 modding, just so, like, you can get off uh, our Daisy engine and just do so much more. Like, I'm at the point where, like, I kind of want to, like, make my own game type thing, but yep. that just seems way, like, 
I don't know. I like this. Yeah. I'm just looking at what it's Mr. Frankie It's a lot easier just, right now. I'm just looking at what Mr. Frankie wrote in chat. Um, you need to look at something like a G Fuel sponsorship, mate. And when players spawn in, they wear a G Fuel shirt on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually do something like that where if you like log into our website and like link all your stuff, you get like a special pair of pants. Yep. When you spawn in, it's really goofy. What do you guys think about that sort of stuff, um, um, Diesel and Ammo? What, sponsorship? Yeah, I mean, it's just not for us. I mean, it's, it's not what our community is about. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, but we do things like um, we have certain levels of groups and like groups and factions. So you start off as a group and then you can sort of graduate to become a faction yep. uh, depending on your, you know, what you're doing. Like if you're participating in the community and like, providing lore and providing good interactions. Um, after a time, we, we give some of our, uh, yeah. our factions like their own custom item. So they gain that ability to to craft uh, like their own unique item that's specific to them. So, yeah. and Amos created a system that you know you have. We have like tables that say, well, you're a member of this group, and if that group can make an item, then you can make that item, and you know, lets them craft their own armband, their own specific item. Dam, for instance, you know, they have like a what they call the cannibal knife. It's a special. Looks like a a special type of machete, but it also allows them gives them the benefit that if you use that knife to cut up another player. You get their ear. Yep. Now, Dam always gets the ear, and then anyone else who uses it, there's just a percentage chance to get an ear. Yep. But then you can take those ears and attach it to the handle of the. I can display them right as like, you know, like a, you know, like a trophy case. You can display the ears on the knife. So that's you know that's one example. Uh, Torchwood has well, it, it's a torch, but it's also a melee weapon. You know. And it's made out of metal and you know et cetera so that's really but yeah cool. there's there's all kinds of them that's yeah cool. yeah we have a yeah we have a whole system like that so yeah i mean, yeah, I think I mean as, as far as our donators go like our people that donate to doug um they aren't recognized in in any shape or form because it is a donation you are you get nothing back from it we don't even there's there's, there's no mention of it it doesn't get mentioned anywhere in our discord on our website you give, you give freely, uh, and you get, you get nothing. You get the satisfaction that you help Doug keep going for another day. See, but then that sort of raises the um, the queries. Like I was just looking at day one before, um, and they have a similar sort of thing. They have a donation link, but you don't know how much money they're making. Um, yeah, at least um, I'll, I'll give you credit, Design for you said you run it as a business. You make a living from this, um, so people know it's a for profit operation. Um, but you're running it with, um, you know, um, basically the the right sort of ethics that people can see that, you know, you, the, the time and effort that um, you're putting into it. Yeah, okay. But most people are going to be happy to donate it. The funny thing is, though, um, with you know, gamers in particular, you know, look at uh, what was it, um, uh, the Bethesda game a few years back, I think, where they tried to monetize mods and people lost their shit over it because some people have this, no, it should be free. It should be done because you love it. And it's like, that's great and all, but, you know, people have still got to pay for their um, uh, roof over their head, uh, you know, the power to come on, their internet connection and, you know, assets. Um, if you can't design them, uh, create them from scratch yourself, they're not cheap either. Um, so you're kind of caught between a, um, we'll do it this way, uh, but then people are like, well, just how much are they making? And then they start to wonder what's happening with the money. You know, look at what happened with Daisy Expansion, um, the amount of people who made accusations about them um, with the amount of donations they received for their mod. 
Um, it's it's a very delicate balancing act, isn't it, uh, Am I? Oh, very much. And uh, to to go back to that uh, Bethesda mods uh, thing, Bethesda just started, just, uh, started uh, making a marketplace and charging for shit. But yeah, for me, making the mod is well, like like Diesel put it, a work of love. Yeah. I just do it because I like doing it and I love doing it. And I will share whatever I make with anybody that asks respectfully. Yep. And um, I, I've done so throughout everything I do. I've got a great relationship with Windstride, for instance. Yep. I made most of the, most of the scripts for his items. And in result, we can use uh, all the items in the duck mod, whatever mm -hmm. we want. And that's it. Yeah, it's it's not always about paying for everything. It's about um, and it's something that you know. I spoke to you guys before the stream started. One of the things that made me happy is that you guys have such a good relationship with Daisy Down Under, uh, because as much as I love playing Doug, you know, I'm, I'm getting mid to high two hundreds is my ping to the server. So that's not the greatest experience. Um, but when I know that some of the cool stuff that you guys have might be on a fa my favorite local server that I get a 30 to 50 ping on, that makes me happy that there are communities out there that will work with each other, um, that um, can, you know, find ways to you know, basically benefit the community as a whole. I get that um, some servers, you know, um, uh, you know, probably a bit for yourself designful, you know, because you're running it as a business. Um, you're going to be more inclined to keep things internal. And a lot of servers, uh, communities do do that. But I also love that there are communities out there that, no, this is bigger than just us. You know, we're happy to share and, um, you know, make the make the game overall better. That's always a win-win for me. Well, that's how it works. I mean, um, me and Spud go back a couple of years now. Yeah. Well, multiple years. And we just, yeah. He goes like, hey, I bought this amazing model and I, I want some scripts. And I'm like, uh, I I have this model I bought and it's shit. And then I toss it to him and he fixes it. So, yeah, that's how Yeah, I have the same ideology as Ammo. A lot of server owners come to me and ask me if they want, like, they want something from my server. I'm just like, hey, just give me something, like, cool mod and I'm down for it. Like, kind of just trade mods that way. It's, you know, all fine and dandy. No commercialization. Yep. Because at the end That's of the how, day, uh, you know, it, the more people that we have playing the game, um, the better. And there's some absolutely amazing stuff out there. And I get why some communities want to keep their stuff for themselves because it is a bit competitive. You know, if you want to be a high pop server, um, it could be hard to keep uh, the numbers pumping. Um, but at the same time, it is great to see people out there who are working you know, more um, philanthropical um, about how they do things. You know, it's great when you, you, you know, you're someone like yourself, Ammo, who's able to do it um, for free, um, you know, for your community, uh, but not everyone has those abilities. So sometimes they do need to look to reach out, and that's where we see some rather unscrupulous stuff happening, um, particularly in the modding market, you know, where there's, there's been some, some, some interesting things happen. Um, but you've just got to, again, be careful who you go to, you know, look for the respected names, um, and yeah. Yeah, I think the number of times, and it hasn't happened, I don't think, recently, Emma, but maybe you can speak to that, but, but initially, the number of times 
that that ammo had his the smoking portion of the Doug mod stolen. I don't know why smoking was so was so popular, but like the number of times he DMCA'd people over the smoking code was it was just it was mind boggling. Yep. Whereas if they just yep. reached out and said, "Hey guys, really interested, um, what sort of deal can we work out?" Uh, they they possibly could have been able to work something out, and that's that's about a bit of respect. If you if you're not prepared to do that, if you're just going to go and steal stuff. That's again. That's probably not a community that I would want to be associated with. Uh, to find out that someone's been stealing code, um, do it ethically, folks. You know, and if they say no, yeah, well, it, that's their but, right. I'm sorry, you know, but find someone else to yes. recreate it for you. In a, in a lot of those instances, though, they had nothing. They had nothing to trade back, right? Because they're they're not. They weren't a developer, right? They were just out there, and there's nothing wrong with just using the marketplace. But you know, they they had some basic idea on how to build a mod because there's lots of tutorials for that but they couldn't write their own code so they just they just took pieces from what other people had right yep. and then sort of made their mod you know not and some of them not even really understanding i don't think that you know there are, there are programs out there that'll check that'll check your code for you and and match it to some you know just to, so ammo can check for his code and other people's mods very very easily Chat, do you guys have any questions on running a uh, server yourself? Because I think we've kind of ca covered uh, most of the major aspects of the difficulties in running a server. Is there anything I'm, uh, because, you know, not obviously having run a big server, but is there anything that you guys uh, in particular think that we need to uh, let people know about what the realities are as well? We've talked about costs. We've talked about the technical aspects. We've talked about the difficulties of, um, you know, especially when you've got a large community and, you know, that the everyone wants something slightly different. And, you know, I've just seen it recently in Daisy Down Under, a lot of people complaining about the way the server is and, you know, pointing out to a server like Day One. Um, and it's like, well, this is Daisy Down Under. Don't come in here telling us to change it. You're here because you like what we do. Um, we're not going to, yeah, you know, mess up um, what we've got um if you think that you could do it better do it yourself and then realize just how fucking hard it is yeah well there's that i think the biggest the hardest part of running a server is is once you get that community is dealing with that community right oh, for sure <laughs> that's that yeah. is literally that is your major time consumer right like we've got i think eight eight to ten i can't even remember the eight eight admins that run doug mm-hmm like I, you know, that's a that's a large team, and that's just you one just server. Remind, you just reminded me of something that we do need to discuss. Have either of you ever had a rogue badmin? Uh, we did. We did once. It was quickly discovered. We have uh, logging for that. Like, you know, we have policies around that. And it, so, for instance, like like COT usage. If you turn on your admin powers and use them for something. Uh, you have to self-report and, you know, and match a ticket number to it or, or, you know, have some type of reasoning behind it that you provide, like, you know, you excerpt from a chat for a user just contacted you or something and says, hey, I needed this or, you know, I was helping for this or, and, and if you don't, then you're, you're gone. Like, you, you know, that's it. <laughs> like, you know, I think, I think it happened once. It was, it wasn't when Emma and I were actively on the team. 
Um, but you know, it came out that there was somebody using the tool, not, not, I don't think it was COT, but he was just using like log information, um, to, I don't know what he was doing anyway. I can't remember, but I just remember that the, the rest of the team quickly found out and, and it was just dealt with. That's it. It was just quick. And it's like, Hey, you know, you know, you can't do that. And you did and goodbye. And that's what we brought on, uh, on Doug is yes. if you are an admin, you don't use the admin tools yep. in game unless necessary and you report them and the tools i wrote report admin usage as well so yeah what were you guys thoughts on admins playing on their own server mine's easy because we have multiple servers so you only get access on one server and the rest are the ones you admin on yep or like you can only play one server with no tools and the rest you get admin on that's cool that's a good way to do it yeah yeah Well, we only have one server, so yeah. yeah, we have admin on the server, but we play on it. But yeah, no, nobody turns it on, or we have admin on AltaCut. Yes, yeah, so I was about to yeah. say that if uh, none of you did, that's always I found a good way to have it that you have an alt account, and that's the one that has the admin powers, and then you have your player one. But it, it does always create a bit of a you know, it, it's I get why admins um, should be able to play, but at the same time best practice would be if they didn't but then it's kind of like well you started a server or you you know became an admin on a server because you love that server you know it, it's kind of shitty to if you want to become an admin and you know basically give the most um yeah it, it, it kind of sucks that you have to not play that server anymore um but yeah archie chill you said it before relax uh, but yeah, the, the, uh, you know, and actually like one of the features like of COT, for instance, um, like the, the fact that you have to turn on COT cause it wasn't always that way if, before, if you had COT access, when you played the server, you, you know, if you accidentally press the H key, you teleported and you know, that happened a couple of times and, and it was, I mean, we probably weren't the only ones, but I remember I was one of the ones I just went into the modders discord and went into the COT column and was like, hey guys, like it would be really nice if COT wasn't on and you had to press a key bind to turn on the ability to start using your powers. And they implemented that for us. Like, that's you know, cool. that's, and that made it, it just made it easier to be an admin and play because when it was always on, oh, like I did it myself one time. We were in, we were in the middle of a, it was a, it was an event. It was like a King of the Hill event. And here I was crouched down in a corner and I, but I was on my back and I was kind of looking around and I accidentally, you know, my finger went over and I hit the H key and I teleported into the next room, into the ceiling. And I was quickly eliminated from the, because, well, one, because I teleported, but secondly, because everyone saw me and they just shot me. So, you know, it, it was, it was those types of events. It was like, man, we really need a key to turn off COT. And, and then they had that. And then I actually pushed it further and said, it should be off by default because, when I want to play, I want to play. And I don't want to have to remember to turn off the tools. I need to be able to, I should be forced to turn them on. But yeah, the, the Alta, you know, the admin account is the perfect solution. Darkwing's brought up the, um, the, the main elephant in the room, though, that um, one of the things that's always going to be an issue, um, and there's really no way to manage it, you just got to rely on integrity. Um, but admins do um have more knowledge um you know meta info uh, bases um that sort of stuff um and it's hard to just when you play ignore 
that information that you know from um, using admin tools. Yeah. When, when the ESP portion of COT came out at first on Doug, we didn't give it to all the admins uh, because a lot of the admins were active players. So those players, those admins who were less active took the ESP and did those types of tickets, like looking for illegal stashes or looking through bases and, you know, making rulings or whatever, because it really does, you know, effectively, you know, quote unquote, ruin your gameplay because you can't be a normal player after that. After you scan the server looking for illegal stashes, you literally know where every hidden barrel is, you know, where every stash is uh, because you looked at them all to see if they were breaking the rules you can't really play the server anymore or you can, but you, you can't go stash hunting and you can't go barrel hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was somewhere at, you do it, you go out with your group, but the group leads and you're just there basically, you know, doing crowd control. Right. And you're, you're just playing the game. You're not directing traffic. You're not making suggestions on where to go next because you know where to go next. You know, or either that, or you just learn to ignore it. Uh, you know, sometimes you just spend so many hours on the server looking for that stuff that, it's just impossible to remember them all. Um, and you, you just get to the point where you don't, you don't care about that stuff. Like you, your gameplay changes drastically mm. too. One of, one of the, so uh, one the, of the best things Jacob I think is, uh, sorry, one of the best things I think is that um, a good rule is that admins basically can't be involved in raids. Um, yes, they can still pass on the information, but um, if, you, if you're a base run server, admins really should avoid being involved in raiding other um, bases. Um, because it just, yeah, it, it becomes, um, uh, you know, sadly what happened with Milo, um, you know, and I love Milo. Um, I think he was just a silly boy who did a silly thing, um, you know, is desperate to keep on creating good content. Uh, but that, that was almost, you know, the, the picture, picture uh, perfect worst case of what can happen when you have access to admin tools. It's enticing, and a lot of people don't know how to handle it, do they, Designful? Oh, I mean, my server is pretty easy. I don't know. I have multiple servers, so none of these issues are a thing for me. I, I They were when I first started, and you guys are giving me PTSD thinking about it. But, <laughs> yeah, the multiple servers thing, uh, we have, like, hardly any admin issues. I have a really good senior staff team that can just read people and kick them before they even really uh, get any perms. Yep. Um... There was another question there as well. Uh, what is? Um, well, I'll, I'll, sorry. Can I? Can I? <laughs> Jacob Mango from yes. uh, the COT tools said, "I did what now? Well, you made sure made sure we could toggle off the tools. That's what you did. Yeah, it's a great feature. And, and making sure the tools are turned off by default is awesome. Yeah, I mean nobody can accidentally teleport into anything." Mate, That's when I had access did. to admin tools on my server, the amount of times I killed myself um, because I forgot that something was on or I forgot that I hadn't turned on God mode, I was just, nah, I'm, I'm <laughs> hopeless, absolutely hopeless. And the worst one was that bloody hate key that would teleport you. And I always seemed to end up teleporting myself into the sky um, or the top of a tree and then falling and, yeah, dead. And it was just more trouble than it was worth for an idiot like me. But, um yeah, so we had a good question here. Um, what's a good server, uh, a preferred site to use for the beginning? Nitrato, Ping Perfect, etc. What's your guys' experience been? 
they're all the same. I don't know. That's my opinion. GTX, I try to ping perfect. They're, they're, they're all like the, the same, and they're probably the best. Just like $5 a month, you learn how to get your basic mods going. In the meantime, you can learn how to mod yourself, which is even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you guys, Doug? Who do you use? <clears throat> we, we've always rented a server box. We control the entire box. So. Yep. No, before we ran. Um... Oh well, before you had the option. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. were with you know we were with a game hoster. I mean, you didn't have any choice. But I mean, there was no mod back then. You didn't have access to you know you didn't even have access to the CLE. You literally just all you did was you could control when the server started and stopped, uh, whether you had whitelist or not, and. Yeah, well, that was that, it. That's that's the thing that that's lacking nowadays. I mean, we used, and and that's a unique thing about Doug as well. We have a dynamic whitelist, which most servers don't. Uh, so, uh, certain days uh, during the night or during the evening or whatever were whitelisted. Uh, it used to be Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, or whatever. Currently, it's none, I think, but. We have a dynamic whitelist, and that, that used to be a feature of our previous hoster. And that's something that most server boxes don't offer, so we wrote it ourselves. Only, well, Diesel wrote it. And then that's, a, that's a cool thing. I mean, we wanted to give the duck experience to, uh, to people that weren't whitelisted yet. So... We be whitelisted three out of the four days. So if you want to play, you could play four days and uh, the three main days, uh, the the big uh, population days, you'd be locked out and you'd have to apply for whitelist. Easy, Rich. Can you expand on that, mate? Um, but pretty much, uh, my understanding is the same rules apply for console as it does for um, uh, PC. In that you just, um, I, I, I know that um, this is something from when I was doing the podcast um, that a lot of um, uh, console communities weren't familiar with the fact that they still needed to register um, for monetization if they were doing priority um, uh, access because that's basically a perk of donating. So you need to apply for monetization. I'm not sure how many um, servers have listed themselves, but uh, they should be. And if they're not, you probably need to have a chat to them and just say, guys, you should probably go and register. Um, provided you're doing everything above board, uh, BI won't knock it back. Um, but, yeah, you just need to make sure that you dot the I's and cross the T's. Otherwise, they can shut your server down. Um, any other questions, chat, or anything um, that you guys um, think we should cover? Nope. Looks like we are pretty much done then. Diesel, Ammo, thank you so, so much, guys. It, it, it warms my heart um, that Daisy Underground is still around. Um, I've seen a lot of other communities um, come and go, you know, the village. I know the village is sort of still around, but um, uh, Pipsy here in Australia um, has closed down, sadly, and, you know, that was the, pretty much the original um, Australian community server um, that took off, and um, but I cannot thank you guys enough for volunteering your time to help out today. 
from you. If anyone has any more questions, leave them in chat. I'll, um, you know, if they're specific to um, any of the guests and that, I'll send them on to them. Leave a comment um, on the video when I upload it as well. Um, Designful, thank you so, so much. Like I said, I'll have a chat with you, mate, because I would like to talk more about your monetization model if you're comfortable. You can tell me to fuck off if you want. Um, but um, just because it is something that you know, a lot of people dream of um, would be you know, the same as some streamers dream of being able to do it full time. Um, but there's a, there's a lot more and it sounds like you're actually, you know, if you're running it, um, you've got a few people who are sort of employees and, um, you know, they're probably invoicing you or whatever, just to talk about the nuances involved. We don't need to talk about monetary figures, just more about the nuances involved, insurance. And there's a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't consider, um, when it comes to actually running a business. Um, and yeah, you know, you can do it as a, um, individual or you could do it as an LLC. So I'm, I'm hoping that you're up for a bit more of a, um, uh, a chat about how you do that. If you're, if you're down with that. Yeah, probably. I, I'd like to bring my, uh, admins and stuff. Come that, talk. That would be Give great. Their side. That would be great. You know, get a few more people, um, uh, who, uh, you know, able to talk about that because I think that's fascinating and, you know, it, BI have got some fairly strict rules on what you can and can't do, um, and it sounds like you've managed to find that, um, you know, it's a bit like a minefield. Um, if you step off either way, you might get in trouble, but it sounds like you've managed to find a way to safely uh, uh, negotiate it, and I think that's bloody awesome. Um, yeah, I'm all for, uh, I'm a big believer in that money is a great motivator. Um, passion is good. Um, and you know, probably more more um, desirable. Uh, but when you can combine passion and making a bit of money from it, you know, everyone always says, you know, it's your dream to be able to earn a living from something you love doing. And it sounds like you're kind of oh doing yeah, that. yep, definitely. Guys, thank you so, so much once again. Chat, thank you. Uh, very, very active. A little bit um, crazy a few times there, um, but um, uh, it happens. You know, it's the internet. The internet's a crazy place these days. Um, but thank you all so, so much. Um, hang around. Um, in about an hour's time, um, the Daisy podcast will be going live. They've got um, guests from um, the, the Travellers uh, community. Uh, coming on uh tier and uh pig and so on so that's going to be a, a very very interesting show um also uh don't forget we've got the christmas episode coming up folks um we've got some absolutely fucking have you guys seen the prizes that we've, we're giving away this year nope. wait till you see this shit this is um <laughs> some of our best prizes yet let me just scroll back up um, chance to shill our community. Um, we are pretty much just a community that does it out of love as well. You know, I don't make money from this. Um, but a Christmas show, there's your times in the local area. Um, it's going to be a 6 a.m. start for me, so hopefully I'll be awake. Um, but we have this figurine, custom handmade by Pediweddy, uh, the, the infamous That's yellow king. Cool. That is so freaking cool, isn't it? Um, and he even yeah. made a um, custom box for it to go in as well. Um, then we've got um, Windstride is donating another um, item that will be added to his custom Windstride's clothing mod. This is the last item he made for the winner last year, John Likely. 
So if you've been wondering where this item came from, that was what the um, winner of last year's prize got to make. Um, pretty fucking quality little item. Emma, did you uh, help with the scripts for that? Nope. No. Not <laughs> that one. Not that one, darn. That would have no, been cool. I helped with uh, all the switches between the different Chimacs, etc. Yeah. Now we've got these three custom, handmade, or 3D printed, um, Daisy uh, Medipens. So we've got the um, uh, the EpiPen, the Morphine, and the um, uh, Pox Virus Cure as well. And they are all going to be packaged in this. A protector Protective case, case. from DayZ, <laughs> um, which has been ordered and on its way to Prestige now. He's going to take it to his local um, rubber store or whatever, and they're going to custom um, cut the grooves into the foam so that they fit the um, pens. Um, we've also got Bubson's uh, Namolse record. We've ordered a copy of that. Um, so when they're released, we'll get that sent to the winner of that. Um, we've got this custom um, handmade Namolse plaque. Um, that you can put into your gaming room, your man cave, wherever you want to put it. Um, Dude Thor is donating about 30 Humble Bundle games. Um, we've got uh, Mr. Frankie, who's in chat. He's going to be donating uh, three copies of DayZ, one for each platform. We do need to work on that um, to see about getting um, uh, the codes. PC's fairly easy to do, but it's hard to buy a code and gift it for console. So, yeah. Uh, Funk Pedal uh, is donating a Daisy Survival hoodie. Um, I don't know if you guys have got one, but they I'm not really a hoodie person, uh, mainly because of the climate I live in, uh, but these are really fucking comfortable. Um, and just, yeah. Uh, Foxy Pote is donating something. Um, Cinnamon is donating um, a Steady Your Nerve hoodie and mouse pad. Cabello Live is donating um, a, bill, a custom billboard on his map. Um, so these are ones that, um, yeah, we were talking before about sponsorship with, um, servers and that. Um, and one of the, one of the struggles is, you know, how do you make it fit in? You know, if you were to spawn in and just see, you know, I, I, some of you guys probably remember the, the banner of, um, signage when it was first up, didn't really fit, kind of ruined the immersion. So I actually reached out to him and we funded out of what we make from our community, a redesign of all of those, um, um, signages so they fit better with the, the the theme of the apocalypse you know the running man one we had it converted to a pair of running shoes time to start raining uh the running man logo um toprek had one so you know anyone who knows of toprek knows his uh, hobby of his is actually collecting wild mushrooms so we had one made like that Amish said um you know strong enough to wake up the dead um this is uh, Namolsk uh, for Sumrak, Sumrak Ski Resort. So just ones that tied in a bit more. So you'll be able to get something like that added um, to that server. And this one's pretty cool as well, Wellerton, um, who everyone's familiar with Wellerton's amazing artwork he's been doing. Um, he's now started doing retextures, um, and he's actually quite fucking skilled. Um, You know, for, for those who know how to do retextures, they're probably going, oh, that's not that impressive. But for someone like me, this stuff, you know, I, I wouldn't uh, play on a server probably that had um, that sort of gear. It just looks a bit too wacky for my taste, but there's no denying that they don't look damn good, do they? Probably going to get rid of the Balenciaga ones. 
Yeah. Um, and we also just had a, um, I think it's a two terabyte um, hard drive donated as well. No, you could get a custom one made, Darkwing. You could submit a uh, design idea and um, he'll see about getting it made for you. So, yeah, and that's all um, going to be given away, um, plus some other stuff, um, you know, some um, 87.8 uh, themed merch. That's all going to get given away on our annual Christmas show, uh, which is uh, 2000 UTC um, on Saturday the 17th of December or Sunday morning here in Australia and New Zealand and so on, yeah. But, yeah. Guys, once again, thank you all so, so much. I really appreciate your time. Um, and congratulations on having some of the most successful servers out there. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. I mean, you're, you know, your passion for Daisy too, right? Like you said, you're just out there doing this um, and bringing people like us together. Uh, designful, like really hats off to you. Like I haven't played your servers, but I've seen them on stream. Uh, a streamer that I watch plays on your servers. I can't get over the amount of modding that you've done to Daisy. <laughs> it's, uh, it kind of blows my mind. It's just like, wow, like that's it's some serious commitment and it seems to work really, really well. So hats off to you too. Like, you know, your commitment to the game and uh, it's just amazing. So yeah, man, I played your servers like eight years ago. You guys like opened my mind to private hive back in the day <laughs> oh there you go da daisy back when everybody was just like the frankie on servers. pc of servers you know <laughs> daisy underground was an inspiration to so many communities um you know it was the first one and everyone was like oh, fuck yeah i want to do a community server everyone played it back in the day didn't they yeah probably i mean you know we've got records of that too i don't know how many unique players we've ever had but we could probably tell you at some point but that'd be cool to i don't know, know actually. 170 000. wow oh, there you go wow anyway i mean I, yeah it's just fantastic uh the fact that daisy uh, just keeps getting you know more popular like mm -hmm. breaking you know number of concurrent player records even in the past year it's yep it's yeah it's actually crazy yeah it's fascinating that the game is you know truthfully that old but yet still so popular yeah. yeah still so popular you know it's it amazing is the, the true zombie survival game it just won't die yeah I'm, I'm kind of scared of what will happen when arma 4 comes out because once daisy gets made there uh yeah but yeah, yeah who knows? How they... that, that, that we're sort of getting off a bit traffic here uh sorry off topic but Will, yeah. will, will armor have all the same functions as DayZ? If it doesn't have um, a requirement to eat and drink and get sick and all the rest of it, that doesn't really replace DayZ then. It just offers you know, probably more for the more PvP-oriented servers. Um, they'll, they'll, be, uh, they'll be able to, but unless someone can mod that stuff in, and that sort of core mechanic, that's not easy to mod in if there's not a capacity already there for it, is my basic understanding. So, yeah, you know. I'm going to go full loop. Somebody, there's going to be a new Dean Hall that makes Daisy in the new Arma game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and the loop <laughs> recycles. <laughs> thank you so, so much once again, guys. And thank you, chat, for hanging around and um, asking some uh, questions. And yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, it, it, this is my hobby, my passion. And I love being able to uh, uh, share, get, get people on 
because I'm not a smart guy, but I just know a lot of people and I know how to talk. But I know a lot of smart people and I can get them on and they can share what they do um, and hopefully inspire some of you to try to be like them. Just um, really, really think about whether you want to start a server, folks. It's not easy and there's a lot of them out there. It's hard to stand out. It's very hard to stand out. Uh, and thanks, Isanful, for being there with uh, three old men until the end. <laughs> because I doubt yeah, you're that young. our age. 25. Oh, yeah. 25, holy shit. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. A little young. <laughs> I feel like an old man, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm 45. Yeah, oh my God. yeah we're, we're old enough to be your dad, mate. So respect, yeah, yeah. respect <laughs> your fucking elders, young, you young fella. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, look, look who's there hiding, um, lurking in chat there, uh, Designful and Ammo, Zyson. <laughs> I just hope he didn't hear right. us. I, I, gotta I just hope he doesn't, didn't hear us shit talking him earlier. But yeah. <laughs> no oh, worries, guys. I didn't. <laughs> no, we did. We love you, Zyson. But no, thank you so, so much, guys. Um, and thank you for your time. It's been a good couple of hour chat. Um, and all the best for the future. Thanks, Sam. Bye. Catch you later. Bye. -bye.